Hi there, welcome to this podcast about the Indian Vedic Astrology and if you have already seen the other two videos, the other two podcasts, then you know what this is about. Uh, this is a talk for the absolute beginner who is interested in Indian and Vedic Astrology. This is really for the absolute beginner because there are a lot of videos on YouTube, excellent books, all going into the details of uh, various planetary systems and houses. Here we are talking about the very, very basics. So the first video we talked about the three components which uh, go into making uh, the Indian astrology uh, and uh, making it such a good predictive tool uh, which are the birth chart, they are the planetary transit chart which is about today's chart and third the dasa system or the 120 periodic cycle which the Indian astrology uses. Uh, if you have not listened to it please do. And the second audio was about the 12 houses, the basic birth chart and the 12 houses and uh, how to construct it. Of course, today computer software programs are doing it, but we still need to know uh, what it was about and so the previous video was about it. Today we are going to go into greater detail about these 12 houses because uh, the birth chart is after all the snapshot of a person's life, correct? So going back to the previous audio and taking a clue from it and continuing, uh, we said that the 12 houses are numbered as 1, 2, 3, 4, 12 and the first house for me is not always the same as for you. For you it could be Gemini, Gemini could be the first house, for me it could be Aries or Scorpio. So the first house varies from person to person but when you look at an Indian, South Indian Vedic birth chart. Uh, the various uh, constellations are always in the same position and only the number of the first house will change. Uh, okay, so today we are going into greater detail about what these houses mean and how it helps the astrology. Um, let's take the example of a, a person, a citizen of a country, knowing about which country he is from immediately gives us, sometimes wrongly, but usually uh, it's a very useful tool to know which country a person is from because it gives us a kind of a snapshot of the person's uh, attitude, personality, talent, etc. So the moment you hear that a person is from India, you will think that the person is very traditional, very family oriented, perhaps good in mathematics, um, has got quirky food habits, probably vegetarian then when you get to know a person a little more then you know that the person is from a different state in India and then you'll know more details about him when you think a person is from America immediately you'll think that oh they are from a advanced country a Western country um, they're probably wealthy uh, they are quite outgoing um, it's from a democratic country so they uh, are pretty open to ideas uh, and then we will, let's say we know a person is from Japan, then we'll say they are industrious, they're very disciplined, they can put up with a lot of uh, uh, trouble because uh, they have a culture which is very, very disciplined and so on. Then when we get to know the person in greater detail, then we know that one Japanese is different from another. Uh, similarly, when a person, when we know a person is first house is a certain nakshatra, then we can jump to certain conclusion 
about that person which we can correct and fine tune later on so the first house of a person represents a person's overall being a person's very existence the person's physical appearance so the first house of the 12 charts gives us a great detail about a person's outward appearance his general outlook uh, it is like you know that a person is an indian a japanese an american etc so depending upon whether the particular house is empty or it has got planets we further know uh, more details about the person's personality so the first house um, if it is gemini you know that the person is quick witted the person is youthful in appearance and so on and so forth so the first house is about a person's overall personality in the vedic tradition the second house is about a person's family it's about his intimate family usually involving his family of his birth it's also to do with his profession you must remember traditionally uh, the families did their family business the family vocation so if the father was a goldsmith uh, those days it is most likely that the son will become one there was a caste system and so the family and the profession were not very different how good a person is in that profession was very different that was told by another house but what type of profession that person gets into was highly de- was much dependent on what the ancestors were doing now that's not the case but there is a familial influence definitely on a person's career right so the second house is about a person's family and career and by deduction a little bit about a person's wealth the way he earns money uh, now here i must stand corrected every house actually represents so many different things about a person it depends it depicts a person's uh, body part uh, it depends uh, it depicts a person's talents his uh, tendencies but here i am because it's a very uh, introductory video i'm not going to go into it you can read about it in books so the second house is about family and wealth the third house is about a person's confidence the the person's um, innate nature uh, to overcome obstacles whether he is timid or courageous it is also about a person's siblings uh, particularly about uh, co-bonds the fourth house is well about the house itself is about the family mansion a person's property it's about a person's family as a physical space uh, whether he is able to um, accumulate real estate and so on and so forth it's also about a person's mother because uh, the fourth is the house and the, the mother sits in the house uh, the father is outgoing he goes around and earns uh, those days at least so the house was synonymous with uh, the mother so the fourth house is about a mother of a person the fifth house this is a tricky house uh, you need to know a little bit about indian karmic system since indians believed in past life they believe that a person who is born today comes up loaded with goodies or baddies 
he brings bad and good karma from the previous life so it is like the carrying over of an account so the fifth house is the house of karma it tells you uh, what the person has brought to the table now the sixth house the sixth house is generally known as the house of disease and enemies so it's a kind of a negative house and it tells you what kind of opposition a person will have to the person's venture and uh, whether a person will have chronic diseases or will have uh, severe diseases and it also <clears throat> indirectly talks about a person's healing powers whether a person is able to heal himself or herself and if that person will use that healing power to heal others so a medical profession is also uh, indicated in the 6th house next we come to the 7th house so the 7th house is all about uh, contracts it's about business relationships it's about formal relationships and since for a very very long time marriage was a kind of a formal relationship it was uh, sanctioned by the state uh, verified by the family approved by the society it is a kind of a formal contract the seventh house also represents a person's marriage so it's a very important house it tells you the quality of a marriage a person has the type of spouse he or she will get how long lasting uh, the marriage will be uh, it's nothing about the seventh house rarely tells much about love it doesn't talk about romance it talks about how enduring this contract will be so seventh house can be called the house of marriage or house of contract a person with a very poor seventh house will be very cantankerous he may not be very good at maintaining his business partners so it's very best that the person goes alone uh, it may not always mention, mean that he can't have relationship it could only mean that he's very feels very constricted in a formal relationship so he may not have he may not be very good with uh, a marriage in a marriage but he may be very good in a living relationship that's why we often see clients who had a long and loving enduring uh, living relationship uh, with a woman or a man and suddenly things go wrong when they go and make it formal when they sign up because their seventh house is bad uh, but every other house which nurtures a human relationship is good Uh, but only the seventh house is bad in that person's chart and because of that they have ruined this relationship by making it formal okay let's go to the eighth house eighth house is all about longevity of how long a person will live the endurance of a person's physical uh, life in 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 uh, in this lifetime and it also shows a person's uh, um strength uh, in old age it also shows a person's resistance to chronic diseases but uh, sometimes it also indicates the type of loss a person will have because uh, loss of life is a, a big loss and uh, eighth house represents uh, the loss of life uh, when it will occur and uh, every other loss is also indicated there huge losses loss of loved ones loss of wealth sometimes it indicated in the 8th house 9th house no well 9th house is a much celebrated house in indian astrology everybody likes the 9th house so 
anyone with a great ninth house is considered very lucky in indian astrology and often times uh, you will see a traditional indian astrologer fling back uh, the chart back to the customer and said you have nothing to worry your ninth house is very good that's a shortcut but that's not always the case but a ninth house is a very important house because it talks about uh, the blessings a person has the guru the guidance we all come into the world uh, unaided and then we get our parents as teachers then we go to the school we get teachers then we have mentors our bosses become teachers we have spiritual gurus we have accountants auditors lawyers architects who come and teach and help us and move on um, help us move on to the next station in life so if we are a well guided person it means that we have a good ninth house if we have a bad house bad ninth house it could mean that we are going to get misguided and we need to be watchful of that so a person who's got jupiter in the right ninth house i don't just say ninth house jupiter could be in the wrong ninth house also because as i told you before not everybody's ninth house has the same sign your ninth house could be in gemini my ninth house could be in scorpio so anyway if jupiter was in your ninth house and it's the correct house and if if jupiter is strong which means you're in for lucky times this lifetime whatever you do you will be saved the last moment your guide or guru will come and pick you up and take you to the next uh, safe uh, station so ninth house is very important and it's called the guru's house earlier times it was also called the father's house that is your father is represented by the ninth house because as a, as as in the second house where your family determined your profession your father was your teacher if your father knew a trade if he was a blacksmith or a goldsmith he will teach you that trade so he was the teacher now that's not the case we don't go into our father's profession by default so if this doesn't represent the father anymore it represents father figures generally guides and teachers and professors and gurus a person with a very strong uh, uh, jupiter in uh, the ninth house could himself become a guru okay so much for the ninth house 10th house 10th house is about profession is your station in life so a good second house gives you a good family and a good profession a good seventh house gives you a good partnership a good ninth house gives you a good teacher all these combined together gives you a station in life a position in the society so your name stands for something in the society so good politicians politicians with power uh, government authorities um, professionals who stand among uh, st- stand out among the crowd they all have good 10th house 10th house is all about profession hmm? and what it does to you in the society and when a bad planet transits the 10th house then there is loss of uh, position in the society so a person with a good 10th house in his birth chart will reach a high station but when a difficult planet transits this chart let's say this year that person is likely to be demoted or there'll be some scandal and temporarily will lose that power and position that's why in indian vedic astrology it is important to have the birth chart as well as today's transit chart 
these two are overlaid are checked together to see when an event is going to happen let's go to the 11th chart 11th house the 11th house is all about pleasure it's about um, enjoyment about friends about friendship about female friendship about uh, the nice things in life so you know, a, a, a person who's got a strong 11th house whether it's a girl or a boy they will tend to have a lot of women friends they would be interested in music and dance and all the things which are of venusian energy uh, it's also about wealth it's about conspicuous wealth not hidden wealth so 11th house talks about a person's public display of wealth a person with poor 11th house but with other strong houses will have money will have all the tools of the trade but will not have the capacity to enjoy they'll be depressed now we come to the 12th house 12th house is all about things which are closed up things that happen in closed door so it's about sex it's about uh, coitus uh, because it happens uh, within the bedroom it's about meditation something that you do uh, when you are very quiet it's about monastic life so monks will have a very strong 12th house because they tend to retreat so this is a house of retreat and secrecy it's also a house of loss now 8th house is also a house of loss but it is a loss of life is big losses 12th house could be loss of money could be loss uh, of freedom some sometimes people go into self imposed exile that is represented in the 12th house sometimes they are forced into prison that's also shown in the 12th house so depending upon the nature of the 12th house we will know what kind of seclusion a person is going to undergo so yes we have now looked at the 12 houses and what each house represents as i already mentioned each house represents so many aspects about human life i have given you a very simple uh, overview i urge you to look and read uh, and learn more about the houses i will come back in another audio about um, uh, planets and houses and what they mean so before that actually i need to tell about character of different planets right so we'll do that in the next audio thank you so much for your patience bye bye